0: Welcome to That Infertility Chick Podcast, a podcast for women and couples to support them on this journey of trying to conceive. I'm your podcast host, Sharonda Ford, psychotherapist and nationally board certified counselor. Let's talk about infertility and the connection to suicide awareness as we begin Suicide Prevention Month. This month, on my social media pages, I'll be addressing and tackling many aspects of suicide and prevention. I will give tips and probably tell stories that may make you laugh or may make you cry. But on today's podcast, I'm going to talk about infertility and suicide. And yes, there's a correlation. Some people, when they hear this concept, may think, come on now, this is a bit extreme. And when I ran it by my husband, he said, oh no, I agree. I said, so do I. He said, I know. And we both laughed about the days when he felt I was way too close to the edge. Well, I beg to differ. I do believe that this is not extreme. Infertility and the journey of trying to conceive is one filled with a myriad of emotions, including, but not limited to the debilitating and paralyzing emotions of anxiety fear, and depression. Hang with me. And if you don't believe me, just maybe, maybe you'll have a change of heart. Is infertility a matter of life or death? And why or how is there a correlation between infertility and suicide? I expect to answer both of those questions today on the podcast. So I'll start with this analogy. Imagine as you're preparing for work and getting ready to go, You get your things together, head out to the garage, and start your car. You're headed to work, so it's your normal routine. But as you shift the car into gear, this day it does not move. Of course, you turn it on and off a couple of times, thinking you must have done something wrong, only to realize the experience is the same. Noticing that nothing is changing, you begin to get a little frustrated because the car is supposed to move. The very thing you expect to happen that morning is not happening. You're now facing being late for work and are not making it at all. Next, you start thinking about the inconvenience of what comes with figuring out what's wrong with the car. Are you upset? Probably a little. Well, because the car was created to move. And to get you from point A to point B. In this case, from home to work. So maybe you can't relate to that, since everyone's working from home these days. But here's something I can relate to Imagine being excited to make your favorite food. That's me. I mean, isn't that all we're doing these days with quarantine orders and social distancing? <laughs> or is that just me? I head down to the kitchen with my favorite meal in mind, to get everything prepped. Phew! I can just taste it. I've got the vegetables chopped, the shrimp deveined, the sausage cut, the cream cheese is room temperature, the heavy cream is ready, the parmesan cheese is grated, the basil pesto is mixed, and now all I need is a little heat to get the party started. My taste buds are tingling. I turn on the stove and click, click, click. Click, click, click. Hmm. Click click click. click, click, click. Click, click, click. Nothing. I repeat that process quite a few times with the same outcome. What in the whole entire world? The stove's not working? Where does that happen? Who does that? I tried a few more times. You know, it's a gas stove, so I'm thinking the pilot light must be out. I do everything possible to get it going, and nope, it's just not going to work. Yes, I'm frustrated. Why? Because I have a stove to cook, and that's what I expect it to do. I expect it to get a flame. I expect to put my pot on. I expect to make a meal. So when we think about the woman's body, we know it was created and wired with the ability to procreate. Ladies, this is a chance that we can do something that men cannot do. So we're excited and we get started. We have sex. That's the best part of the process. We wait. We feel something happening in our body. We get excited. We take a test. And, uh. Just like that, not this time. We become frustrated. Why? Because our body is not performing the way we expect it to, the way it should, the way we want it to. Month after month, year after year of trying and nothing. We become acquainted with fear, sadness, disappointment, depression anxiety, and many other varying emotions. As much as I want to believe this is extreme, I personally know this to be more truth than I can imagine or desire. The emotional ramifications of trying to conceive are intense. As you may have heard by now in previous podcasts or any of my videos, I have seen some very difficult days on my journey through barren land Chasing Rainbows. One of the major causes of suicide ideation and suicide attempts is depression. And depression is one of the strongest emotions I have felt on the journey of trying to conceive. In a research study, I found it shows that 60% of women and 40% of men experience feelings of depression after failed IVF or assisted reproductive treatment. It went on to say, of that population, 13% of women expressed having thoughts of suicide. Imagine that, the thought that because you could not become a mother, you did not have a reason to live. Although the study noted the feelings of depression decreased over time, what happens when those thoughts of suicide take root? Prior to the decrease in those powerful emotions. Therein lies the correlation and relevance of this topic. The study I found went on to reference the significant distress experienced by those who were on the journey of trying to conceive. I call it chasing rainbows. Listen, I know there were times when I felt like I could not breathe. I was so overwhelmed. But I survived. Unfortunately, numerous reports of women who considered suicide their only option when infertility was their diagnosis and miscarriage may have been their outcome, suicide was their success story. That's heartbreaking to me. It's evidence that infertility sufferers experience powerful, paralyzing, Debilitating emotions that may lead to serious consequences. These statistics in this report warrant a conversation. They warrant our attention. They warrant my attention. As a licensed clinical mental health counselor, I am committed to working with women who suffer in silence. That population includes. Women dealing with infertility. I'm committed to reminding some and introducing to others they have value regardless. I'm committed to exploring the options to infertility, such as surrogacy or adoption. I want to unmask the shame, the guilt, and the fear associated with infertility. I want to dispel the myth that as women who deal with infertility, we must have done something wrong. That somehow this is a consequence or a punishment. I'm committed to treating women with depression, generalized anxiety, and other mental health issues relative to infertility. I am dedicated to hope. Help overcoming powerful emotions. So is infertility a matter of life and death? Should we include topics like infertility as we address suicide prevention? Should we give voice to the silent? I believe we should. I believe it is. I know it to be so. Hopefully by now you're convinced or at least intrigued by the concept that infertility can be a matter of life or death. With that being so, I want to give you a few things you can do if you are a woman suffering with infertility. You can find your support system. You do not have to experience this alone. You can get help. Find a therapist near you. Therapy changes lives, and I believe hope changes everything. By hope, I mean help overcoming. Powerful emotions. Find your voice. Suffering and silence allows the powerful emotions like depression and fear to fester and to grow. Read books or listen to podcasts like this on infertility and mental health. Don't buy into the stigma that you are defective or inadequate due to your inability to conceive. And finally, for women on the journey of chasing rainbows or who have struggled with infertility, know that you have value regardless. Next, I want to give some guidance to those who may know someone struggling with infertility or mental health issues. What can you do, you ask? You can listen without judgment. You. Be a part of a woman's support system. You can be a voice of hope and not a voice of dread. And please, if nothing else, do not offer the empty, shallow words, it will be okay. They really do not help in times like these. So I hope you've been encouraged as you learned more about infertility in the correlation to suicide. That's my time. You listeners have been great today. I see you. I hope you're treating yourself well and if need, finding hope. Remember, self-care is not selfish. You've been listening to That Infertility Chick. That's right. I'm that chick. Childless, honored, important, and chosen. If you like this episode, please be sure to share, subscribe, and like. Look for the next episode of I'm That Chick soon. And you can follow me on That Infertility Chick on Instagram. Bye-bye for now.